Hey, everyone. Welcome to 1111 Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Haynes. And before I introduce our guest today, I want to tell you about a little something special I'm doing this month. So for the month of December 2021, I'm going to do a rate and review contest. And what that entails is if you listen to this podcast on Apple or Audible, I'd just like to ask you to go ahead and rate the podcast and then leave a review. And then once you've done that, just take a screenshot and then email to michelle at michellehaines.net. You could also shoot it over to me on Messenger on Facebook or on Instagram for my 1111 calling page. And then I will enter you into a drawing for a special prize. And I'll do the drawing at the end of the month. And if you're listening on a different platform than Apple or Audible, I think the best way to go about it would be to go to the site like Spotify or Pandora, follow the podcast. And then if you take a screenshot of that and share it on social media, and then you can tag me in the post on Facebook or Instagram or go ahead and take a screenshot of that once you've posted it on your social media and email it to me at michelle at michellehaines.net. And then, yeah, and I think it'll be really cool to then at the end of the month, do a drawing. I have one of my past guests graciously donated something as a prize for that drawing. And then I'll announce the winner at the end of the month. Sound cool? Sounds good to me. Now let's introduce my next guest. Hey everyone, welcome to 1111 Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Haynes. And today we are going to be chatting with Brad Yates. Brad is known internationally for his creative and often humorous use of emotional freedom techniques, also known as EFT or tapping. Brad is the author of the best-selling children's book, The Wizard's Wish, the co-author of the bestseller, Freedom at Your Fingertips, and a featured expert in the film, The Tapping Solution. He has also been a presenter at a number of events, including Jack Canfield's Breakthrough to Success, has done teleseminars with the secret stars, Bob Doyle and Dr. Joe Vitale. And he has been heard internationally on a number of internet radio talk shows. Brad also has over a thousand videos on YouTube that have been viewed over 35 million times. Welcome, Brad. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Well, I think it might be a little helpful. I always like to get this out of the way at the beginning is just let the listeners know a little about yourself, your history, your background, and how you got here. (laughs) (laughs) How does a grown man find himself tapping on his face for a living? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, I, I actually started out as an actor. And I had traveled the world doing theater. I went to Hollywood to be a movie star, as one does. And while I was there, I met a woman, fell in love and got married. And when our first child was on the way, I was thinking, I might need a backup career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was looking at what else might I like to do? And I'd always been fascinated with the power of the mind. And so I trained to become a hypnotherapist. And started doing that and building a small practice alongside still working on my acting career. And after a couple of years, when our second child was on the way, I realized that as much as I had loved acting, doing this personal development work was really my calling. This is really what I love to do, what I felt drawn to do. So we packed up and left LA, moved to Northern California to be closer to our families. And through some other hypnotherapists, I heard about this tapping thing, this energy psychology and EFT. And I thought, okay, I'm game. Went went to this conference and went to a training with Gary Craig, the founder of EFT, and just fell in love with this technique. The thing that really sold me was, and for anyone who's not familiar with EFT, it is a process of tapping with our fingertips on our face and torso. I know it sounds a little strange, but it's uh, an incredible tool for lowering stress and all the different ways that manifests. So one of the exercises that Gary had us do is he gave everybody a piece of candy, a little piece of chocolate, 
and ask folks on a scale of zero to 10, how much would you like this chocolate right now? And I was a bit of a chocoholic at the time. And I'm like, oh, eight or nine. Can I eat it now? <laughs> and then it just had us tap uh, for a few minutes on this idea of, oh, I really want this chocolate. It's going to taste so good, et cetera. And after a couple of minutes, I, I had no interest in the chocolate. He said, yeah. go ahead and take a bite. I'm like, I, I couldn't even nibble any of it. And I didn't eat chocolate for two years after that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's really I mean, incredible. I, I recovered. No, you know, <laughs> <laughs> back to the chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> but I can also clear that craving at any time. Like recently when we have Halloween candy in the house, it's mm -hmm. like, I don't want to eat all of this. So I'll just do some tapping. And then there's no, it doesn't take any willpower or self-control. It just doesn't, doesn't interest me. And so after that conference, I started introducing tapping into my hypnotherapy sessions and then little by little, they became tapping sessions and it became my main tool. Okay. So you mentioned that when you were studying hypnotherapists, you felt like that was really your calling. Do you remember what that moment was like, or that feeling was like, because on this podcast, I, I really like people to tune into that. Like when they're really feeling called for to something, even if it doesn't make sense, yeah. you know, to really just step in that direction. So for you in that moment, what was it that just clicked with you? You know, I, I wish I could say that there was one moment where the clouds parted and I thought, <laughs> this is who I am meant to be. <laughs> this is how it, yeah. it's a very gradual process starting, really starting from when I was 15 years old and I was fascinated with parapsychology and, and all these different things. And my dad said, I think you're ready for illusions. And he gave me the book Illusions by Richard Bach. Ooh, who also cool. wrote Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Mm -hmm. I, some of the guys who were in the movie, the secret are friends of mine and yeah. each, and, and they've told me, Oh yeah. Illusions is one of the first books that got me on this path as well. Interesting. That's really cool. You know, actually the secret <laughs> was what I remember when I watched that, I thought this is what I believe. I, how I was raised was one way. And I always knew this doesn't, you know, I, I didn't quite buy into what I was being taught. And then I couldn't really name or, or verbalize or articulate what it was I believed and felt. And then I, when I saw the secret, I thought this, this resonates for me. This is, there it is. this is what I believe, you know, and still, and it's been just slow moments of exploring all kinds of different things since then, like a slow journey. So that's, that's really interesting. Thanks for, for kind of explaining that a little bit. Cause I, I do think it is a slow process of taking one little step at a time. So there are definitely you know, those moments that, that, that move it ahead. So it, after, just, just before our second child was on the way and uh, I would, at that moment, at that time, I had an opportunity to meet a really good agent in Hollywood. And I thought, okay, if, if this guy signs me, I'm really in the game. And if not, I might be done. And mm -hmm. the guy said, you know, and the guy had reviewed my stuff. He goes, Brad, I really like you. I can tell you're a great actor, but there's like six guys who look just like you, who are getting all the work in your field, in your area right now. Hmm. And I don't know that I would be able to break you in. And it was like, okay, that's the sign I was looking for. There's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. the answer. It's, you know, a nudge that, okay, this part, this chapter is done. Very important to, to my whole process because, you know, the success that I've enjoyed is because of being on YouTube and my comfort level of being on camera and yeah. my background as an actor that allows me to, you know, be very comfortable presenting. So it was all, all a perfect part of it. And it's like, okay, this part of your training is done now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Time to move on to the next part. <laughs> it was priming you for what was next, which is this. And do you, do you miss acting ever? Do you ever do theater or is it really like, thank you, I'm moving on? Well, it's funny because I don't feel like I've moved on from the business of acting, but yeah. I'm still, when I do, especially when I do live events, I'm on stage and I've got a captive audience and I can, you know, I have a blast doing that. And even with the YouTube videos, I'll, I'll say I've written, directed, produced, and starred in over a thousand of my own short films. 
Yeah, that's true. That's, that is very true. There's no lie within that. <laughs> haven't, haven't, I didn't so much retire as just shift the nature of my acting business. Yeah, that is, that is very accurate. There are, so, there are times that it's, uh, I'll watch a film or, or I'll be watching a stage play and go, that would be fun to do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and who knows, maybe down the road, it'll, it'll happen again, but I don't miss having to memorize lines or hit my marks. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. And this seems like it's not only meaningful work for you right now, but you really enjoy it and obviously are having a huge impact on the well-being of others, which I imagine feels wonderful and keeps you inspired and motivated to keep creating. It's and a little gratifying, yeah. <laughs> so you you see clients still and mm-hmm. do lectures and seminars and such, as well as creating the YouTube videos. Um, am I missing any other areas in how you share your work? That's that's it. I yeah. On either either digital <laughs> digital programs or presentations and yeah and still doing one-on-one clients also one-on-one groups small groups big groups however i can reach people you are a busy man i imagine <laughs> that's a lot and where do you find the inspiration to stay creative because i find that your videos are incredibly creative they, they have grace and kindness, but also humor intermixed with them, even while de- dealing with some pretty uh, intense subject matter sometimes. So where do you find that inspiration? It, it comes through me and not from me. So mm-hmm. my job is to show up and be willing to open my mouth. And then I'll, it's a very intuitive process. I, I don't plan it. I don't think, okay, well, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll add a joke here. And then I'll, it, it just kind of shows up and I just uh, allow it to come through. And, you know, it's that humor. That's the, the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down as we're yeah. dealing with these heavy things. Like, okay, we could use a little bit of levity here. And it's, and again, it's never planned. It's like, oh, okay. Insert joke here. It's just, we're, we're funny as human beings. Yeah. And, and some of the things that, and sometimes when it's the most difficult, there's that lightness. And that's what we enjoy in books and films during the, in the midst of the drama, that, uh, that comic relief and the, the ludicrousness of, of the human experience. <laughs> well, I definitely think it's a gift that you have for sure. You know, being able to bring, that levity in that moment. So you don't usually have a scripted, you just wing it. I wing it. Uh, wow. I didn't I, realize that when I come up with video ideas and I have long lists of ideas, I have at least as many ideas as I have videos out there already. And sometimes it'll just be one word hmm. and, and I'll just start, I'll turn on the camera and say, all right, here we go. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> even though I feel this anxiety or whatever the word might be. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of go with the flow of what, what do people need to hear? What, what might be behind this? What, you know, and trying to leave no stone unturned, what, what might be underneath this and what, what do we need to hear? What do we need to know in order to let this go? Why are we holding on to it? Because we hold on to stuff with a belief that it's benefiting us. Mm-hmm. We don't hold, we don't decide to be in pain just for the sake of being in pain. We don't sabotage our success because we just want to hurt ourselves. It's because we believe it's necessary to keep ourselves safe. I like to yeah. say that self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. It is too. And I know we have spoken previously and to the what I'm realizing, and there's a big, big disconnect between your brain and your heart or your soul, right? So you can understand something logically with your brain six ways from Sunday and think you've got it all down and you're good to go, but it's still held there within your heart or your body or your soul. And that's, that's what I feel like tapping really helps with not only kind of bridging that gap between the brain and the heart and allowing what needs to be released to be released. Yeah. If we were just simply logical 
entities, <laughs> we would all be rich and healthy and happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it's not that we're bad or stupid that we're not. It's that we have all this programming about why it's not safe and why we couldn't or shouldn't allow things to be different. Yeah. And, and so we stop ourselves trying to protect ourselves. And do you believe that that emotional pain, the emotional trauma that we hold on to in our hearts on a cellular level can cause actual physical disease or physical ailments? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We, so when we look at EFT, it's at its basis, it's a stress relief technique. And the reason why it's so beneficial in so many areas, including with physical ailments, is because stress either causes or worsens most, if not all, of the issues that trouble us, both emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certainly there are a lot of people like Louise Hay who, you know, will say that virtually all physical ailments are a manifestation of some kind of trauma or emotional issue. Yeah, I had a, a guest recently, a, um, Dr. Mary Shackleton. She's a naturopathic doctor, and she was talking a little bit in one of the episodes about um, cancers, um, specifically breast cancer with women, and how there's a lot of um, evidence that there can be a, an emotional component to that, which makes sense when you're talking about stress, and stress is releases hormones, you know, and then hormones have such a tight, you know, one hormone affects another and it can go haywire. So it makes perfect sense. They compromise Um, our health at a cellular level. You were mentioning before that you kind of allow the creativity and the message and what's needed to come through you and rather than from you. So can you elaborate on what you mean by that? Well, it's basically that idea of not writing scripts. It's not a matter of, oh, I'm so clever and intelligent and I know exactly what people need to say. It's more a matter of, uh, especially over the the two decades that I've been doing this, being able to step back and be willing to just listen and and hear what words come to mind and not, uh, so rather than trying to force an outcome or or mm-hmm. force a, a clever dialogue or something like that just being open to whatever uh, thoughts intuitively come up around Mm -hmm. whatever we're talking about. And do you, I know some people would say that comes from source or the universe or God, or, you know, that there's a lot of different ways to (laughs) phrase that. I'm, I I used to use universe quite a bit, but now I'm kind of like spirit or source. So it's interchangeable either way. And I I use those words interchangeably as well. Yeah. I, you know, for me, I'll, I'll talk about God, but when I'm working with folks, I often don't because that can be a very triggering word because that mm-hmm. there's a lot of negative associations. I also, when I say it, it, it comes from, it comes from a higher source than me. Mm-hmm. I also don't say it's not God. I, I am not a prophet. I am not claiming that right. I, it's God speaking through me yeah. <laughs> now in, in, in some way, because I believe all creativity comes from source. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a, a clever tapping script or a song or a poem, a poem or whatever, a piece of music, whatever it might be, uh, I believe all of that is coming from source. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it, it seems easier to say it comes from source as opposed to it comes from God, because then that is yeah. that whole. <laughs> yeah, it's that God, for me, because I, I, I let it go now, but it used to be like, I was no, not God, you know, yeah. as I was raised very religious, but, mm-hmm. and I, so I had that connotation, like God equals religion and I'm not into religion. I'm more into spirituality and right. it's, you know, apples and right. oranges, let's be honest. But, um, and now I've gotten to the point, I don't, it doesn't bother me, trigger me whatsoever. I understand the greater meaning of it. Mm-hmm. So um, but I do hear a lot of people that say when they tap into their intuition, they I've had some clients or guests say it's like a download from the universe or a download from yeah. source or higher power where it just comes to them and they trust it and they go with it. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. And I think that's really cool. 
I love it. You know, I've used that, that term download before as well. Yeah. It kind of feels like that. I mean, it feels like channeling. I, and I hesitant to use that word because that evokes images of, uh, of of Seth or Abraham, which are great. I, all kinds of great messages there. That's just not what it is. For, I, I'm not aware of a a presence or an entity that is now speaking through me right. in that way. It just right. feels like, no, it's just the words coming to mind. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But but when it comes out, sometimes like, well, that was brilliant. I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> <'Cause> I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't I can't take credit for yeah. the for that stuff that that comes out. And and it's it, it's very often great evidence of how we're connected energetically, because I love to use analogies. Mm-hmm. And there are times where an analogy will pop into my head. It's, it's kind of like this. And I'll be thinking, yeah. wow, I've never used that analogy before. That's a really interesting analogy. And afterwards, the client will say, no, that's something that actually happened to me. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> and it's, yeah. and it's you know, something that was really relevant for them. It's like, yeah. okay, go figure. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. I love that. And so how has this work for you um, impacted your life in a positive way? I know how it's impacted other people's lives in a positive way. So what is it that you're finding that you're really getting out of it? Oh, where do I start? (laughs) How much time do we have, Michelle? (laughs) Yeah, right. We could talk for hours, but we'll try not to. (laughs) Let me list the blessings from this. Uh, I mean, at a very basic level, because I'm always tapping on myself while I'm working with folks, mm-hmm. I have received so much benefit from the process of tapping and clearing out a lot of my old stuff, my mm-hmm. old blocks, uh, allows me a much greater level of peace of mind and a much greater level of happiness. The There's the level of satisfaction that comes from being able to help folks. And I'm going through reading comments from you, you know, whether it's talking to clients or just reading comments from YouTube and people saying, wow, this has really made a difference in this way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then just the opportunities that it's created, you know, I get to meet cool people like you. I, you know, I get to be on these interviews. I get to travel. I've traveled around. I think I've spoken in nine different countries at this point. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so the opportunities that have come up from this is, is amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I do. I love doing this podcast because I get to meet all kinds of really cool people. And I was talking to my mom (laughs) earlier in the week and she's so funny. She's like, how do you find these people? And I said, you just stay open and you talk with one person and then you meet somebody through that person. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, five people away and you're over here and you get to learn about this other cool thing and you get to share it with lots of other people. I mean, it's like a win-win and it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying too, is, you know, you get so much and, and you get such great joy and fulfillment by being able to share that with others. So that's amazing. I mean, really that to me is what life is about you know, and I, what I really like too about tapping um, and watching some of your YouTube videos and working with you a little bit is it's so simple. It's so simple and accessible and it doesn't take a lot of time. Now you can do them multiple times during a day or, you know, daily or whatever feels right for you to do. But I um, was sharing one with my daughter, helping her with some stuff and she's 16 and doesn't have a heck of a lot of patience for what mom wants her to try. <laughs> so I can't I found, relate to that. All, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we can keep something to five, 10 minutes, it's great. She'll, she'll be game. Yeah. And I got her to the point where she would peruse and pick out uh, a tapping exercise. And of course it was always like a six minute one, but it was her choice. And I found that then she was willing to do that. So I, I love that. And do you work with younger kids much? I had not very much. I have uh, on a small, on a few occasions worked Mm -hmm. with some children. 
and uh, you know, I have some videos with my daughter when she was when she was nine years old, and then she said when she was nineteen, she said we should do some young adult videos. We did mm-hmm. a couple of those, and and then I wrote a children's book, yeah, uh, The Wizard's Wish, because the uh, when I was being interviewed for the film The Tapping Solution, and the conversation turned to children. And we're just talking about how so many of the issues that we tap with adults on are things that happened in childhood. Yes. Like, man, if, if we could teach kids to tap and clear up those misunderstandings at an early age, rather than having them confine someone's greatness for decades, yeah, <laughs> then, uh, then that would be amazing. So that inspired me to, to write that book because I had, we'd always loved reading to our kids when they were little and thought, Hey, if there's a storybook that I could do, and uh, that would be a fun way to introduce tapping. That's great. And it's so needed. I, I think kids, I definitely think they, there's more talked about and addressed now with kids than when I was growing up. And I, I really hope that kids get introduced to some tools to use, to deal with things when they're in elementary school, middle school, high school, even so that they don't have to wait until they're 50. If, if at all, I mean, there's plenty of people who don't ever really learn about tools or address any issues. And that to me is incredibly, it's incredibly sad, you know, that some people don't get to shine their best light in the world. Um, but it's, it's definitely a good thing that kids are being exposed. And that was kind of my hope with my, my daughter, because she has dealt with, and everybody has, right. When everybody's got something from, (laughs) from their little suitcase from childhood. (laughs) So, you know, just trying to introduce things to her, some she'll pick up right now, some she won't, but I think having that seed planted is what's most important. Exactly. Yeah. Planting that seed because you never know certainly with my kids, it's like, you know, anything dad does is uncool. Right. Especially if what dad does is tap on his face on the internet. (laughs) So they're like my dad, I tell you what, (laughs) they were not all over it going, Oh my God, tapping's the best. So it's always Mm -hmm. fun when I find some young person uh, that, that says, Oh, I absolutely love your videos. I I love tapping. It's like, I'm so glad to hear that you're, you're open to that at this young age. Yeah. Uh, well, if, if you'd like to, I would love to be able to do a tapping exercise. I had an idea. I'll throw it at you and you tell me what you think. Um, I, and, and you might have something like this on your YouTube. I didn't find it with a a search, but you know, you've got thousands of videos on there. So I (laughs) may have missed it. There's over a thousand. So there's probably a tab for that or something similar. (laughs) So, um, a young person who has lost somebody they love to suicide, because with that, I feel beyond the grief and sadness, there's anger, abandonment, betrayal, a lot of those issues. Um, So something that, you know, a young person in particular could use to help through that process. Yeah. And I do, I, I have two videos related to suicide one not particularly for younger folks but just for anyone one called dealing with suicide and then i did another one after robin williams took his life Uh, and a lot of people were so uh so distraught at that uh yeah there there are all kinds of feelings that you know it's normal for us to have grief when we lose someone yeah but in that circumstance there are all kinds of different things and feelings of what could I have done? You know, yeah. how did I fail that this person didn't feel that they had my support or whatever it might be? Or was I not enough for them to stay? Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot behind it. And, um, you know, seeing different clients right now, and I have friends that work in healthcare uh, and some people that I'm friends with that work as therapists and seeing the uptick right now in suicide is incredibly tragic. And so I definitely think having this as a resource would be great. And 
among other resources. So it's wonderful that you've done a couple and yeah. So if we do this tapping, I want people to know if you're listening where there is not a video, you can um, see this video on my website, which is michellehaines.net, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.net. And if you're already familiar with tapping, I think you'll you'll understand how we're starting. But if you need that visual, please sign on to my website and you'll be able to see it there. And I'll do my best to explain it for, uh, for those of you who are unable to see it at the moment. So what we're going to do first is using the fingertips of your index and middle finger on your dominant hand, gently tap on the side of your opposite hand. So if you're, you know, the, the edge of your hand between your wrist and your pinky, if you were in a karate class and you're going to break some boards, you'd use that, that edge right there of your hand. So just gently tapping on the side of your hand there. And that's where we do the setup. So we will take a, a statement of whatever's bothering us. So we'd say, okay, I'm just feeling a lot of stress right now. Scale of zero to 10. Oh, it's about an eight. Where do you, your body feel it? Oh, it's a tension in my neck. So, okay, we know how strong, we know what the issue is, how strong it is, where, what the physical manifestation of that is. And it could be different things like I'm so angry at Bob, or in this case, you know, I, I'm, I'm so upset about this suicide. So we would say, even though I have this issue, I choose to love and accept myself while we're tapping on the side of the hand. And we'd repeat that three times. Then we're going to go and tap the eyebrow point. So with the same fingertips of your next middle finger, gently tapping right at the beginning of your eyebrow. So just about in the center of your face. And we gently tap there usually between five and 10 times, but depending on the length of the statement that we're using, because sometimes when we're going through, we might use a longer statement. So it might be tapping 20 times and it's okay. It's not like the body says, I'm sorry. It was over 10 times. Now this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately for us, it's not an exact science. So, so gently tapping the eyebrow, we would repeat the issue, say this anger at Bob. Then you'd follow your eyebrow out to the side of your eye. So right there at the corner of your eye socket, this anger at Bob. Then right under the middle of your eye, just above your cheek, this anger at Bob. Right under your nose, just above your upper lip, this anger at Bob. Right below your lower lip, just above your chin, all this anger at Bob. Then right where your collarbones just about come together, there's a little bit of a U-shape at the base of your throat. And if you go ahead and use all of your fingertips or maybe even make a fist and tap where your collarbones come together, tap there, all this anger. Next point about four inches below your armpit. It's right about bra strap level. And I'm sure any guys listening can figure out where that is too. <laughs> all this anger. And then finally the top of your head. So with all of your fingertips tapping around the crown of your head, all this anger, take a deep breath and let it go. So that's, that's the very basic version of EFT, emotional freedom techniques, which real quick for anyone who's not familiar with it, it was based on acupuncture. So for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they said there's this flow of energy through the body. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being, physically and emotionally. And when this energy gets blocked, then we don't feel so good. We don't think as clearly, we don't make the best decisions. So in traditional acupuncture, they would stick needles in these key points to stimulate that healthy flow of energy. And we're just tapping on these points to do that. So what I've just shown you is the basic version of EFT. Now you know it, now you can use it, yeah. but now we're going to do it in the, uh, my way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's always my way. Um, so go ahead, close your eyes, take a deep breath. And if you have lost someone to suicide, allow yourself to be aware of how you're feeling about that. My hope is there are a lot of people who might be listening to this who fortunately are not dealing with that particular pain. So for everyone listening, allow yourself to be aware of some other place where you might be feeling some grief, some pain about loss, 
or it might just be some, some situation in your life that you find upsetting. So allow yourself to be aware on a scale of zero to 10, how uncomfortable it feels. Notice where in your body you might feel it. Allow yourself to be aware of any thoughts, beliefs, or memories about why you need to be upset about this, why you should be upset about this. So again, I'll rating, rating that upset on a scale of zero to 10. And so now open your eyes, go ahead and start tapping on the side of your hand. And I'll say the points to tap. And then what you're going to do is repeat back the phrase that I say. So Michelle, if you'll be my echo voice and okay. everyone else just repeat back what I say along with Michelle. So side, tap it on the side of the hand. Even though I'm so upset about this. Even though I'm so upset about this. I choose to love and accept myself. I choose to love and accept myself. Even though I'm so upset about this. Even though I'm so upset about this, I choose to love and honor myself. I choose to love and honor myself. Even though I'm so upset about this, even though I'm so upset about this, I hate this feeling of loss. I hate this feeling of loss. It's so painful. It's so painful. And there may be all kinds of different feelings. And there may be all kinds of different feelings around this event, around this event. And even though this upsets me so much, and even though this upsets me so much, I choose to deeply and completely. I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. Love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else involved. And maybe anybody else involved. Because I choose to be that free. Because I choose to be that free. Just tapping the eyebrow point. All this upset. All this upset. Side of the eye. All this upset. All this upset. Out of the eye. I'm really upset about this. I'm really upset about this. Under the nose. I'm really bothered by what happened. I'm really bothered by what happened. Under the mouth. I have so many uncomfortable feelings about this. I have so many uncomfortable feelings about this. Collarbone. And part of me says. And part of me says. Under the arm. That I have to feel this upset. That I have to feel this upset. Top of the head. I should be this upset. I should be this upset. Eyebrow point. There would be something wrong with me if I wasn't upset. There would be something wrong with me if I wasn't upset. Side of the eye. Although I wonder. Although I wonder. Out of the eye. How long do I have to be upset for? How long do I have to be upset for? If I've lost someone. If I've lost someone. I don't expect to ever be happy about that. I don't expect to ever be happy about that. Collarbone, but I'm open to the possibility. But I'm open to the possibility. That I could find peace. That I can find peace. I choose to find peace. I choose to find peace. Eyebrow. But part of me says I can't. But part of me says I can't. Side of the eye. All these reasons why I can't feel peace. All these reasons why I can't feel peace. Out of the eye. All this need to figure this out. All the need to figure this out. Under the nose. How did this happen? How did this happen? Under the mouth. And as a human being. And as a human being. Collarbone. I'm always looking for meaning. I'm always looking for meaning. On the arm. And usually what it means about me. And usually what it means about me. Top of the head. And when someone has done something. And when somebody has done something. Eyebrow point. Part of me asks what it means about me. Part of me asks what it means about me. Side of the eye. Did I not give them enough? Did I not give them enough? Out of the eye. Is there something inadequate about me? Is there something inadequate about me? Out of the nose. Is this a failing on my part? Is this a failing on my part? Out of the mouth. And I may feel like they betrayed me. And I may feel like they betrayed me. Collarbone. How dare they do this? How dare they do this? Out of the arm. Part of me knows. Part of me knows. They must have been in a lot of pain. They must have been in a lot of pain. Eyebrow point. And part of me says. And part of me says. Sorry, I. I should have been worth that pain. I should have been worth that pain. Under the eye. They should have been willing to endure that pain. They should have been willing to endure that pain. Under the nose. So that I didn't have to endure this pain. So that I didn't have to endure this pain. 
out of the mouth. And I love and forgive those parts of me. And I love and forgive those parts of me. Kabam. That had been trained to think this way. That have been trained to think this way. Out of the arm. And I have a right to be upset. And I have a right to be upset. Top of the head. I also have a right to feel peace. I also have a right to feel peace. Eyebrow point. What am I afraid will happen? What am I afraid will happen? Side of the eye. If I allow myself to feel peace. If I allow myself to feel peace. Under the eye. Will other people be upset at me? Will other people be upset at me? Under the nose. Saying that I don't care enough. Saying that I don't care enough. Under the mouth. All this need to be upset to prove that I care. All this need to feel upset to prove that I care. Collarbone. And I love and appreciate my willingness to prove that I care. And I love and appreciate my willingness to prove I care. Under the arm. But I cannot feel enough pain to help anybody else. But I cannot feel enough pain to help anybody else. Top of the head. I'm allowing myself to process this pain. I'm allowing myself to process this pain. Eyebrow point. Allowing myself to process this upset. Allowing myself to process this upset. Side of the eye. I choose to clear what doesn't feel like peace. I choose to clear what doesn't feel like peace. Out of the eye. Not because I should. Not because I should. Out of the nose. I honor my feelings. I honor my feelings. Out of the mouth. I'm just giving myself permission to feel more peace. I'm just giving myself permission to feel more peace. Collarbone. It's good for me and it benefits others. It's good for me and it benefits others. Out of the arm. So I'm allowing myself to feel more peace. So I'm allowing myself to feel more peace. Top of the head. In body, mind, and spirit. In body, mind, and spirit. And take a deep breath. With your eyes closed, go ahead and follow your breath through your body and allow yourself to be aware of where you were holding on to that upset and rate it again on a scale of zero to 10. For some of you, that number may have dropped dramatically. For some others, it may have only changed a little bit and you may have greater awareness of, oh, but now I know what's really upsetting me. Because when we're tapping, it's often like peeling the layers of the onion and we have insights that we haven't allowed ourselves to see. And then we can do more direct tapping on that or whatever other treatment or therapy might feel useful in order to process that feeling. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think to my experience with some of the tapping exercises with you, the, just the verbal process that you go through so many light bulbs go off as, as we're speaking those things and, yeah that in and of itself is helpful. And then coupling that with the, the actual, you know, points that we're tapping on is just, you know, magnifying that. And I've gone back and done <clears throat> some repeatedly and found that it, it does reduce that number each time little by little. And just the, the repeating of the, the verbal saying along with the tapping. So it's really neat to see that experience happen and, and so grateful for that. Just really, truly grateful for that and grateful that you're sharing your gift in the way that you do. You know, you, you mentioned um, before the interview that one thing you hope is that you make a, the world a better place and Brad Yates, you definitely make the world a better place and that's a beautiful thing. So thank you. Well, thank you. I'm, can make me verklempt. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> well, we need more people that that see the value in in their gifts and have the courage to share them. Yeah. And you're leading by example, and that's very much needed, I, I believe. And hopefully, all the people listening right now will will be touched also and be helped by what you do, and also have the inspiration and the courage to share their voice in the world because they are all needed. And that's, that's why I do what I do. I, among the, you know, every so often it's like, well, maybe I should call myself this and come up with job titles. And one of them is gift unwrapper. <laughs> yeah, that's and so good. I, I've often said to people that I'm tapping with, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for all the people out there who will benefit from your gifts when you stop yeah. holding yourself back. Yeah. And, and we're not bad or stupid for it. We're just, we're afraid. 
We're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of criticism. We're afraid of people will be jealous if we're successful. There's all these different reasons why we feel it's not safe to put ourselves out there. And, you know, certainly being on the internet and tapping on my face, I have received a certain amount of judgment. Yeah, I'm sure. And, but the blessings, the rewards that I've gotten far outnumber that. Yeah. I, I feel sorry for anyone who doesn't get to do what I do, not, not just the tapping, but being able to find what you love and, and put it out there knowing that, you know, we're going to be judged no matter what you can hide in your house or just walking down the street, no matter how much you try to play small somebody's going to know of your existence and judge you. Right. Right. <laughs> so as long as, since you're going to be judged, no matter what, you might as well, there's an expression I heard recently, say yes to life as hard as you can. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and shine that light, right? I mean, you could either dim your light and be judged or be shining bright and be judged. You might as well be shining bright. <laughs> Absolutely. No one, no one is a mistake. Yeah. No one is here by accident. Even I know, unfortunately, there are some people whose parents told them they were, Yeah, they were mistaken. They just weren't in on the plan. Yeah. But no one they shows didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be a conduit, but surprise, you're not going to know about it. Um, but everyone has gifts and talents that can make the world a better place. Yeah. And I think it might've been you when I did the, it was the week tapping challenge that you did a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was in that, that made mention that all our voices are needed. And even if somebody is doing or saying what you're doing and saying, they're not doing and saying it the way that you can. Absolutely. And there are millions of people out there that need it to hear it and can only hear it or see it or experience it from you. Right. So it doesn't matter if there's 10,000 people doing tapping or 10,000 millions of people doing podcasts. Yeah there are still people out there that are, are just waiting to receive it from you. So, absolutely. Absolutely. There are, for all of our gifts that we've been given, we have also God source universe has also provided an audience mm -hmm. and there are, there are people, you know, even though I have over a thousand videos on YouTube, none of them is going to be right for somebody. Right. And there's somebody out there who has just now thinking about I wonder if I could make a tapping video. There's going to be somebody out there who's going to respond to that tapping video in a way that they don't respond to anybody else's. Yeah, precisely. Yes. So, well, kind of wrapping up, um, I'm wondering in your life right now, what are your dreams and goals? What are you trying to manifest? You know, just reaching more and more people, making it more available. I, you know, I have, I have things on my bucket list that I want to do. And, and one of the really cool things is I, I've had a picture of Machu Picchu on my vision board. Mm -hmm. And uh, after raising my vibration during that challenge, you just mentioned, mm -hmm. I got an email out of the blue from an excursion company in Peru saying, we'd like to invite you to come teach a week long retreat in the sacred Valley, including so an excursion cool. to Machu Picchu. And I'm like, Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. So when, when we get really clear and we open ourselves up, all kinds of amazing things happen. So they do, they start showing up and it's, it's almost freaky sometimes where you're like, Whoa, yeah, yeah. That, that can happen pretty quickly. And I'll tell you, I, I've spent some time in the sacred Valley in Machu Picchu in, I think it was 2007. Mm. It's amazing. It has incredible energy and it, it was just mind blowing. Not only Machu Picchu, when you walk around there and you're looking at the brilliance of the engineering and architecture, right? it just gets your mind going and just feel like what a blessing to be able to witness that. And um, the, the people that I met in Machu Picchu or not just in Machu Picchu, in Peru, were amazing, beautiful, you know, the experiences that I had. And I would love to go back. And I also think that there's like, 
I've got, you know, about 20 other places in the world I want to go. So (laughs) I might choose. We'll see what comes, what, how it manifests. Right. It's funny with all the places that I want to go. There are certain places I keep going back to, Yeah. uh, but, uh, but still so many others that, that I want to experience and totally open to manifesting incredible trips like, yep. uh, like this one. <laughs> yep. And trust what comes up is where you need to be. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I wish you safe travels. Have yeah. a beautiful trip. I'm sure you will. And I, I can't wait to hear about it. I'm sure we'll see posts about it or maybe you'll be sharing an experience about it. So I Absolutely. wish you all the best on that trip. Thank you again for taking time out of your schedule to be here and to share your message on this podcast. I'm truly grateful for that. And is there anything else you'd like to say in closing? I'll have in my show notes where people can find you, but do you want to share that also? I Certainly. Thank you. And thank you very much for having me on. I, I'm very grateful for any opportunity to share this work because I want everyone to be able, as you said, it's just simple technique yeah. that yields such great benefits I want everyone to be able to, to experience it. You know, thank you for sharing your gifts and finding what you love and, and putting it out there. Absolutely. I, you can find me at my website, tapwithbrad.com. That's the, you'll find links to all the different places that, and resources that I have available. And in closing, the, the most important thing to me is for folks to learn to love themselves. Recognize that you're worthy and deserving of love. Again, you're not an accident. You're here for a reason. You are absolutely worthy and deserving of love and tap to clear any arguments against that. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that comes up about, well, I'm not worthy of love because tap, 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 tap. Yeah. It's a misunderstanding. And as you love yourself more, you will naturally see how lovable other people are. And you can help them then see that in themselves. So it's an absolute win-win situation. It's like a ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Much love to you and all the best to you. Thank you. Well, I certainly hope that this episode reaches those that need it most. I think we all have blocks within us, within our heart, within our mind that we definitely could use some release from, some shifting in thoughts and patterns of behavior that no longer serve our life in a positive way. And this is just one of many tools that you can utilize. And again, it's so easy and accessible. So I hope that you found something here that resonated for you and inspires you or creates a curiosity in you. You can Put in Brad Yates or tap with Brad on YouTube and find thousands of uh, free videos to access and try it out. You can also check out his website, tapwithbrad.com. And on social media, you will find him on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those, his handle is tap with Brad. And if you need the visual, again, for the tapping exercise that we did here today, you will find that on my website, michellehaines.net. Again, I thank you all for being here and tuning in. I'm very grateful for each and every one of you and grateful that I get to do what I do here on this podcast. It means a lot to me. And if you like what you're hearing, please share with friends or family on your social media or Just while you're chatting with somebody, mention to them they might want to check out this podcast. You're always welcome to rate and review on Apple. You can follow me on any of the podcasting sites that you use, such as Spotify, Apple, um, Google, Podbean, and Pandora, and, and the like. So thanks again, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful day. Much love to you all.